like me, Lee Murray, wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello again, Broncos country. Kev Dan here from the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Uh, little things, uh, things we're going to do a little differently today. Uh, even though we are going to be covering the last preseason game and what happened there, we're also going to be using this as a post off season, post preseason uh, podcast. We're kind of going to throw in a bunch of different topics there and recap what we've seen from. Uh, the last few months from the Broncos as we get ready uh, to face the Giants. So uh, John and I are going to be here breaking down all of that for you guys. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and as always, go Broncos. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Welcome back, Broncos country. Kev Dan here, and this is the, uh, John, I don't know how we're going to phrase this, the post-game, post-preseason, post-offseason. This is, this is the, the, the pre-regular season, post-preseason. Ah, yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> As we got to shorten that a little bit, I think. that we can get in one title would be perfect. What's the acronym there? The, uh, I, I don't even know. Lots of, lots of PPS. <laughs> I don't even know. But we're, we, there is a, a lot to talk about. And so, yeah, John, uh, thanks for joining me once again here. Uh, you you got uh, – I saw you got a little bit of uh, experience hosting a show by yourself during the halftime yeah. show, man. Yeah, that was um, interesting to say the least. was not expecting yeah. that. Jared was out in his backyard, had some – audio issues to say the least yeah and he just bailed on me so that was a real experience for something i had never done before <laughs> um hopefully i didn't screw it up too much for you no guys. but uh i was gonna say i, I think you graduated uh, i appreciate the shout outs and the, and the love from that and jared wasn't gone for too long we were able to get back on track so <laughs> still i think yeah. uh, i think you graduated man you're yeah. you're ready to to host shows all by yourself now man you're good to go <laughs> Yeah, first experience there, so <laughs> you can tell me how I did. <laughs> it was good, man. It was good. I trust you with it again. So, <laughs> no, man. Uh, so yeah, let's kind of start. Um, just rewind all the way back to you can call it the beginning of the the preseason, which you know the the first big move the Broncos made. Uh, John Elway demoted himself up. And uh, we hired a new uh, general manager in George Payton. And uh, I know there was a lot of speculation and uh, curiosity around what uh, what this team is going to look like with him uh, at the helms of the GM. And um, the first glimpse we really got of that was the draft. And so, you know, obviously we're it's going to take a little bit for us to kind of see what uh, what's going to happen with George Payton, you know, running the Broncos. But starting with the draft and whatnot, what have you seen from, from Mr. Payton himself? And uh, what are your thoughts around 
thoughts around him, man. Yeah, well, just to touch on, I think LA knew it was time for him to take a step back from sure, the sure. decision making uh, point of view. And yeah, you're right; he's the only person that could fire himself into a higher position. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what that means pay wise. He's probably making the same. He probably doesn't even make that much anyways. He probably doesn't care. <laughs> uh, he's making enough from car sales and things. Like oh that. yes. Um, but yeah, I think George Payton was probably the best hire we could have gotten from what was available out there. I, I mean, well-respected in the league. And I think he's been putting off a GM position for years and from his own words just to find the right position. So I think we're really lucky to have him. And um, prior to the draft, I'd say his first big moves were the re-signings that we did in the offseason, you know, yeah. keeping Justin Simmons around, which was, was huge. I think we all agree that that deal needed to get done. There's a lot of question marks around Von Miller. Were we going to keep him, um, you know, with the last year of his contract? Uh, basically, I believe he was on a uh, a position where the team could have cut him for and, and not have any sort of dead money or cap space or anything like that. Right. So, um, you know, we kept Von. Everybody loves Von, um, leader of the defense, both those guys. So I think those were huge moves. And then getting to the draft, I, I think he's just shown to have a pretty pragmatic a- approach is how I put it. Um, he's not going to let us as fans, the media kind of dictate what decisions he's going to make. Uh, I mean, I know that they love, and, and from what we've seen so far with Patrick Sertan, that first pick in the draft, um, mm-hmm. that seems like that was a home run. And yep. they even admitted they didn't expect him to be there at nine. So um, I think it's just going to be a rock solid <laughs> uh, draft pick right there. That's going to be, again, a leader on our defense for, for hopefully years and years to come. Yeah. Um, and then the second pick moving up to get the running back, Javante Williams. He's looked like a machine this offseason, this preseason. So I think that's going to be a steal. And then that was probably the pick I was most excited about. I'll, I'll admit I wasn't thrilled when we took a cornerback after we had all those pickups in the offseason. That's another thing we didn't even talk about. You right. Know, Darby and Fuller. And we already yeah. had uh, So adding another cornerback didn't really seem to make sense, but they went with the best player available approach. And look, I think it's going to pay off in the long oh, run. Easily. Uh, if not the immediate future with the way he's played. So mm-hmm. um, I, I just like the approach that he's taken. Um, no huge, big splash type of signings, except for those cornerbacks, if you want to call that splash signings. But mm-hmm. I think just smart moves overall. Right. Yeah. I Looking at Williams just is – that move is so smart. I mean, you don't really know exactly how college players are going to, you know, how their play is going to trans translate onto the, the NFL field. Sure. Um, but what we've seen in the preseason from both those picks right there, um, yeah, they didn't miss a beat. I mean, they're playing at that level, you know, I get a preseason game. They're going to make rookie mistakes. I mean, you saw the one yeah. dropped pass from uh, Williams uh, and I think the second preseason game, you're going to see some of those rookie moments, but for the majority of it, I mean, you're just seeing how Williams runs. Uh, you're just seeing how well uh, uh, PS2 is reading the defense and making plays, right? I think he had a, uh, 0.0 passer rating when thrown, you know, when uh, quarterbacks were throwing his direction uh, in those preseason games. And I don't care if it's second string. I mean, that's going to, that's, that raises some eyebrows, right? Like, holy you, crap. You just can't do much better than that. <laughs> you yeah. really can't. Um, uh, first game. So, yeah. Yeah. That was like a, a steal, honestly. And the nice thing, and I felt this way going into the draft, is the Broncos didn't 
they addressed the needs in free agency. Mm -hmm. um, and aside from quarterback, that was the only kind of question mark we had going into the draft, you know, where we saw it enough at quarterback, but every other position we had, you know, at least our starters set essentially. So these guys, like while we were talking about them, uh, PS2 and Javante Williams, they're in positions where they don't need to go out and flash right away. We think we they will, but mm -hmm. they're not going to be the, the number ones right away right. either. So that's only going to be better for the Broncos in the long run. Exactly. They have time to, to get their legs under them. Um, but, you know, if I'm knock on wood, you know, I don't want to even talk about you know, possible injuries, but we have the depth there. You know, if, if something happens to Melvin Gordon again, Javante Williams can, uh, you know, step right in yeah. and be incredibly productive. Um, it's not like, oh, crap, now what are we going to do? You know, same thing with uh, the cornerback room. We have depth there now, uh, even all the way down to the practice squad where we can call those guys up and it's not going to be like last year where we just don't have anyone right. in those positions. So, you know, I think what we're going to see this year is uh, we've mitigated, we've built a solid enough depth that we're going to mitigate the majority of those um, injuries that uh, might come our way. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys do, even at the, the you know, second, third string level, because they're, <laughs> they could be starters on other teams, man. And, well, but, and let's be honest, the injuries we had last year, they were kind of freak injuries with our top guys. Like, you can't do anything about that. Like, you're not going to have multiple all-stars on your team that are just going to fill in. You know, when you lose a Von Miller, a Cortland Sutton, um, mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do about that. Right. right. We tried with Judy, and he was a rookie, and so was Hamler. And they were decent. Tim Patrick mm -hmm. did his best as that he could to, to act like Cortland Sutton. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, again, we're not going to be able to replace a guy like that, you know, off, with our depth. So yeah. uh, all that to say, like, hopefully, it, like, I think it was just a freak year with injuries for us, too. Right. Uh, but, I mean, the, the the good thing from that and what I'm expecting the silver lining to be is that a lot of these players that wouldn't have seen much playing time at all ended up getting a lot of playing time. And that experience, you know, tying over into the offseason with an actual full offseason, the same – uh, coaching staff in place. Um, and for the most part, we're happy with that minus the <laughs> special teams, but that's another conversation we can have. Um, but, um, you know, I think it's only going to, these players know what is expected of them. And now that they have some more of that game time experience and they wouldn't have had otherwise is going to just help us out even more. Yeah, I agree. And I think the biggest one was OJ Moody and at cornerback. Mm -hmm. He was our, one of our starting cornerbacks week one last year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now he's, I think number five on the death chart when it comes back from injuries. So yeah. um, that's just even more depth and, and all the quality depth at, at a position that's, you know, look, there's a reason that people were calling, um, you know, on, on cut day for, for trying to trade for one of our cornerbacks because we yep. have better depth than most teams out there, if not all. Yeah. Honestly. So. Yep. hundred um, percent. So I'm excited to see. I mean, I think what we've, what we've seen so far again in preseason, which is a, a different beast of sorts. Uh, everything so far has translated very well. I mean, we didn't give up a single touchdown in preseason. Um, you know, we think you know, 12 points given up with, you know, the most uh, in that last preseason game there. Um, the three and oh, 
again, it doesn't matter too much, but uh, it looks good. You know, it's yeah. it's got to be a good confidence boost for this team going into the regular season. Yeah, I mean, it can't hurt. I mean, that last game was probably, I think we can all agree, the roughest of the three. Oh, but, sure. Hey, we still won. Um, and yes, in preseason, do we really care if it's a win or a loss? No, we want to see people perform, but I don't, I don't care really what you say about that. Like at the end of the day, if you're a competitor, you still want to win. Right. Um, and you know, the coaches are still coaching to win all those games. Uh, I mean, shoot, you saw it. I mean, Rams were going for the touchdown to end the game. You saw McVay out there as fired up as ever. <laughs> it yeah. was a regular season Super Bowl game. Uh, coaching oh, that's in the, no, that's in the stands. His we team, were, yeah, you were there, so you yeah. can talk to that better. Um, yeah. you know, and he's coaching third string, fourth guys that probably got cut the next day. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, I know the coaching staff takes it super seriously. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, man. So uh, I guess you know, we only really got to see uh, some big name starters in that last game there, yeah. but um, I guess what other – takeaways do you have from those preseason games and maybe specifically that last preseason game since that's the one we haven't covered in depth right yeah so obviously the quarterback competition was huge this whole offseason another again another great move we got teddy bridgewater our starting quarterback for a sixth round pick Um, Mm -hmm. that's i mean i'll take that all day yeah Um, and he's just a quality teammate as well even if you know stuff goes sideways and we have to replace him like he's a good locker room presence I don't. I think he's the safer option, and I think that's why we went that route. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have better chances at a better record. Um, Drew Locke might give us more excitement, mm-hmm. but I think for the type of team that we have built, I think Bridgewater was the way to go. But um, both look, quarterbacks look good in those early preseason games, those those first two, and then kind of came off the rails a little bit in that third one to start us out in those two drives against yeah. the Rams. And and you can attest to this better since you were there in that game. I mean, how are the fans reacting to Bridgewater in those first two series? And that's, you know, a couple people have actually asked me, and we covered this a little bit on the uh, the Tuesday night uh, Bourbon Broncos No BS show. So everyone listening, make sure you check us out live on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Mountain Time for that show. Um, but to be honest, you know, being a guy that uh, really wanted Drew Locke to win just for a myriad of reasons, you know, like you're saying, the excitement, the the potential uh, higher ceiling that he brings. I mean, we know what Teddy has, what he's bringing to the table. Like he's been around long enough. Um, you know, I thought all these things, I can go into the whole Drew Locke thing, but that's not uh, here or there right now. Um, I was expecting there to be um, – maybe some boos or something from the crowd and not necessarily booing Teddy, but, you know, making it known that that's not who they wanted. You know, yeah. this was the first game in mile high this year and it was right after the, the decision was made. Right. Um, surprisingly, the uh, fans were great. Um, and, you know, just, I mean, just like me, like I'm all behind Teddy. If he's the guy, you know, I'm all behind him. You know, we have a great backup in drew, uh, should we need him? Hopefully not, but should we need him? Like he can take the reins and there's no reason to panic, you know, not like, yeah. Oh great. We got ripping. Like that's all we have crap, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the fans were fantastic. Um, I think maybe in a regular season situation, um, the fans might've reacted a little differently to some of those, you know, I think six or seven straight incompletes. Yeah. Um, 
obviously not all of those were his fault. Look, like the quarterback can only yeah. get the ball to the receiver's hands mm-hmm. after that if it's dropped. Like that's not the quarterback's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some that were not thrown very well, right? Um, I would have, and this is just speculation. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised to have heard some booze, you know, and yeah. some unhappiness. Like, oh, see, like this is what we're talking about. But no, there was none of that. Um, people were calm. Um, they cheered um, through it all, um, you know, and uh, it was it was really good to see Broncos country united like that. Yeah. You know, there was no more division of this Drew versus Teddy thing. You know, it was this is our start. This is our starting offense. We're going to support them. Um, now, again, if we start losing games and start having performances like that in the regular season, you might hear that sooner from the fans. But um, again, it was good to just hear that, that everybody is behind behind yeah. the team. So I would imagine game one. Well, I guess it's not going to be at home, but, you know, it, there might be more leeway as far as coming out with two crappy drives. Now, I hope that's not the case um, because those should be the scripted plays that we have going in yeah. that we know we're running no matter mm-hmm. what. Um, but, you know, if it goes beyond that, you know, week two, week three, where we're still coming out flat every game, I think the booze will start start coming in um, yeah. you know, even for winning those first couple of games. But if it's a defensive struggle and we're winning 14 to 10, 17 to 10, something like that, like Broncos country is not shy to voice their no. displeasure. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's been it's been a long five, six years, you know, like going yeah. to the sixth year of this now. So um, the leash is very, very short when it comes to Broncos fans. Yeah. Rightfully so. Um, I'm not one to boo. I just don't, you know, but I don't blame those who are, you know, yeah. at that point. Um, if the offense looks absolutely crappy uh, the first couple games and then we get to game three versus the Jets in Denver um, and it's the same mediocre offensive performance, yeah, you're probably going to hear some of that. Um now, for winning, if we go into the game against the Gents two and zero, like we hopefully will be, then it may not matter because people are just happy we're winning games, right? So be uh, it'll be interesting to see how Broncos country reacts, and and you know it's really going to be dependent on the the performance of the team overall and the win loss record, to be honest with you. But um, you know the the fact of the matter is, if you're having mediocre performance on offense. Um, you know, that's, that's going to help you or you, you can still very easily beat the the giants, the Jags and the jets, but that's not going to help you out against the Ravens and the Browns and the chargers and the chiefs. Right. And uh, you know, it's. And, These higher powered offenses that. Right. Will probably You're, have points against us. Um, right. Which would probably be a win for our defense. Yeah. <laughs> They're only right. 20 points up against us. So. Yep. Um, but you know, we probably shouldn't be too negative. I think we're just so used to coming out and not yeah. great on offense. But, you know, from this preseason, I don't think we should be talking that negatively about it. You no. Know, we, we still won every game again. And, you know, they finally did get it put together on that third drive. And honestly, I think Fangio was going to leave them out there until they looked like they were decent. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I even called it. I said, if they get a touchdown on this drive, they're done. You yeah. know, like that, that'll be their, okay, you're done. You, you know, and then they got the touchdown pass to Cortland. So and that yeah. was it. So. That was it. And and they were trying to connect uh, Bridgewater and Sutton. You could tell on those first two drives, it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. They finally got together on that, on that third. I think in the first two drives, I saw at least one instance, maybe two, where, where he was trying to force it to cut Cortland and it sure. just wasn't the right play. Um, I, I think that's just trying to build the chemistry and, you know, get that connection going. 
when you know you would think regular season, he's he's just going to find the open person, whatever whoever it is, um, and not try and force it like that. So, being that it was a preseason game, I could definitely understand that. Sure, sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, what did you think as far as our starters, though? You know, the Von Miller. I mean, we talk about this offense, but Melvin Gordon was crushing out. He was the only thing that appeared on those first two drives. Yeah, so, no, I mean, he was great. Yeah. And that was without Williams backing him yeah. up. You know, that was with Royce yeah. Freeman going out there. And uh, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, yeah. but we cut him today, yeah. um, which sucks. But, um, you know, if you if Gordon's looking that good by himself, I mean, how awesome is it going to see to see the yeah. the Gordon Williams combination? Yeah, you know, Gordon gets a couple good runs in, and then Williams goes out there fresh. You yeah. know, <laughs> and then he gets a couple runs in, and Gordon goes out there fresh. I mean, like these two guys. Um, but, but what you saw is, if for some reason one of them can't play, uh, we can do really well with just one of them. Yeah. Um, and those preseason games kind of showed that, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if they're second string or third string. I mean, these guys are huge and Williams is running through them left and right. Yeah. So, uh, he's proven what he's needed to prove. And that's exactly why he didn't play in that third preseason game. Um, and that says a lot about a rookie. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we heard early on in camp that they were starting to limit his practice time, playing time. And like we saw, we see enough from you. You got it. It's pretty understandable after that first preseason game. It's like, oh, this yeah. guy is no joke, which, you know, we probably couldn't say that a year ago that either running back was going to kill it. For whatever reason, Philip Lindsay, yes, he had the two 1,000-yard seasons, but for whatever reason, he just did not gel in this Pat Shermer offense, Yep, um, which is a shame because we all love Philip Lindsay and hopefully mm-hmm. he gets a chance with Houston, um, and I think he will. But – you know, Javante Williams is much different running back than, yep. than Phil Lindsay, and he's not going to shy away from a hit. Not that Phil Lindsay would, but he's just a different build and a different animal altogether. Yeah. So, yeah, we could put either of them in there and feel very confident that we're going to have a thousand yard rusher this year. Easily. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Yeah. Uh, and, and they both fit the Pat Shermer mentality and mm-hmm. Pat Shermer, you know, offensive scheme. So, you know, you're going to see them getting the ball thrown to him. And with a guy like Teddy, you can call him Teddy Checkdown. Well, you know, he has plenty of checkdown options, you know. Yeah. Um, I think uh, yeah. it's probably a good thing that Williams dropped that ball in preseason because I bet you he went out and caught probably a thousand <laughs> balls after that. Like, hey, just keep throwing them my way. I'm like, I'm not going to do that again, you know. Yeah. Um, at least try to avoid it, right? So, uh, man, it's – yeah, I, I, I'm trying – my heart's been broken too many times. Like, I really want to be excited about this offense. Um, in, in a controlled way, like, yeah, they're not going to be flashy. They're, you know, Teddy is not going to be throwing 50, 60 yard bombs down the field. That's just not what he does. Um, at least not very often. Right. Um, but Hey, I mean, if I was Fangio and if I was Shermer, I'd be looking at what you have in drew lock on, on the bench there and find a way to keep him involved, you know, throw him out there yeah, and, uh, maybe for a play and let him air it out, you know? Or if, you know, at least the defense is like, oh, crap, are they going to throw it deep? And then it's a run play, you know, like all of a sudden they don't know, like, oh, crap, is this guy going to throw it to KJ Hamler? Who's, um, you know, sprinting down the field or, or what? Um, Why not, man? Like he's there. Yeah, it's true. I could definitely see them putting him in if it's like a Hail Mary play and we need need to go 60 yards or something like that. Sure. I don't see us being a two quarterback team this year. No, it doesn't need to be two quarterbacks. Just like every now and then, like, hey, we want to mess with these guys. We want to throw them <laughs> off a little bit. 
you know, throw them out there and it's just a run play, but yeah. you know, we're going to have two or three receivers like sprinting down the field, you know, and open up a run play or something. I don't know. And yeah, uh, I, mean, I see what you're saying, but uh, I think it'd be funny. Up, it opens up a can of worms. Like what if it, would, that it would be entertaining. <laughs> I, I just don't see that. happening. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone wants to deal with that media circus that that would create. <laughs> Drew, Drew Locke having a perfect passer rating, one throw, 60 yards for a touchdown. And, and the touchdown. Why aren't we playing him more? Yeah. Right. Well, God. Well, okay. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> now that I think about that side of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, I think, you know, the over the last two years, especially how many times have we said, man, we could have won that game had it not been the, for the turnovers. Yeah. hundred percent. So I, mean, I don't, I'm not looking for a fancy offense. I'm looking for an offense that will be reliable and not turning over the football. Yeah. We don't and want, we I want to be excited our, about that. We don't want our offense to lose games for us. That's not the point of the offense. And that's right. what we were getting with all the turnovers last year. Uh, it was like 20, 20 or 25% of the points scored against us yep. uh, was came from turnovers. So clearly our defense is not on their game. And, you know, they're not expecting to go out there coming off the field and the next play getting a turnover and having to run back out there. They're going to be tired, obviously. So mm-hmm. um, it's a worst-case scenario when you, do, when you have so many turnovers. And we were last in the NFL um, in turnover margin and just giving up turnovers. So, um, yes, I think that's, again, one of the reasons why – maybe the biggest reason why they went with Teddy Bridgewater. It seems yep. like the safer choice and we should be expecting less turnovers and, and not just interceptions, but Drew Locke had quite a few fumbles last year too, or just a bad, you know, didn't take the ball from the center well and, or a weird handoff with the running back. So I think just more experience with Teddy Bridgewater. I think we should expect a lot fewer turnovers this year. And that should result in more wins. You know, a lot, a lot of the games we lost were by, you know, seven points or less. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. Lots, lots of games in the last two years that were just, for whatever reason, just lost at the last minute. And we almost saw it again in that, in that game against the Rams where they were yep. going into the end zone for two or three plays to, to try and win it. And, and look, our guys, they played well. I mean, Jamar Johnson came in there and had a <laughs> mean swap on that second He sure did. Play. He sure did. <laughs> I wish he would have gone for the interception because it sure looked like that was in the realm of possibility. But right. take it. It would have been real. It felt really good at the time for him. I know he was all jacked up, but man, if they went out there and threw that touchdown, the next one, he would have been. I think so he would have gotten a little bit of a mouthful <laughs> from yeah. the coaching staff. Um, yeah. So, but but hey, we we held them, and look, hopefully we're not in situations where every game is going to be close. Hopefully we're blowing teams out like we did the first two preseason games. Um, that'd be amazing, especially in this first month when we have a quote unquote softer schedule. Um, but if it does come down to that, that last minute, you know, we got to either stop or we got to score. I, I think, I think fingers crossed that we, uh, we have the talent and we, I mean, we've had the talent for years, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't working. I think this year, hopefully it all comes together. Yep. It would be really good for the, not just the fans, obviously, but confidence boost for the team. You know, if you can be putting mad points up on the board and winning decisively in those first three games, one, your coach Fangio, you're like, okay, I think I've, you know, I'm I'm not completely off the hot seat, but I relieved a lot of pressure, yeah. um, you know, and uh, then you got you playing Baltimore at home, you yeah. know, after that, 
and the the teams are playing are beatable. You know, yeah. no, we're not going to beat them all, but um, if you have a lot of confidence going that game, you're at home. Um, you know, I this is a, too early to talk about. I know, but I'm just sitting here saying like these teams we're facing are going to be tough, but with our defense, as long as we don't turn over the ball and we're putting up, you know, at least some points, like we can be in a position to win these games and should be winning these games. You know, if our defense is as good as we think it is. And we think it's very good. One of the best in the NFL, if not the best where they're going to keep us in games or they should keep us in games. Yep. Um, And that's just going to be up to the offense not to to blow it and to put at least some points up on the board. Yep. Um, And yeah, Vic Angio has a lot riding on this season. His job is 100% on the line. He has a lot riding in September. Yeah. September alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We already know that we've gotten off to slow starts the last two years. We haven't won a game (laughs) in September. So the slow start. Uh, I have confidence that we're going to break that streak this year, uh, game one. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's his 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 job's on the line, and so is the rest of the coaching staff. I think the only person we feel relatively confident will be back next year, regardless, is George Payton. Yep. you know, uh, unless we just have whatever the next owner is comes in and is like, no, I want a whole new, I want to start from zero. But I think George Payton would feel the safest of anybody that's on this, uh, this coaching staff, players, you know, everybody. Yeah, agreed. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, I'm excited and it's, you know, it's Wednesday here. We're in September. So, you know, this yeah. is last, last weekend without uh broncos football at least uh, until the bye week right so um and, you know and they have this whole time to prep for uh um the giants and even though it's it's a game on the eastern coast it's no longer it, it was a very originally supposed to be an 11 a.m game um or you know early game slot but uh it sounds like because the nfl thought there was a chance that uh we'd have aaron Rodgers on the team they pushed it back to an afternoon game so uh, we have time to travel out there maybe even a little early. Yeah. Um, and it's an afternoon game. That's definitely going to help. And then for those of you who haven't heard, the plan is um, the team is just going to fly straight, straight down to, to Jacksonville after that. They're not yeah. coming back to Colorado. So they're going to stay out on the East Coast for a week. Um, and that should hopefully help, one, them get acclimated to the, the Southern Heat, uh, which is just absolutely lovely. <laughs> um, that's a lie. <laughs> um, but also that time zone, right? So there's right. there's absolutely no excuse when it comes to oh, here we go. We're playing early time zone, you know, east game yeah. eastern time zone game. So um yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, they'll be well acclimated and, and gives them more time to get just comfortable in Jacksonville. Um, yeah. and yeah, they have all this time, as much time as really they want to get comfortable in, in New York. So uh, I mean, it's, it just makes sense, and then they'll be home for for two games, which will be awesome to have that that home opener, and then Baltimore the next the next game, which I will be at. I will be I think ten ten uh, seats up from the field, so I'll, oh, say, nice. I'll say hi to Von Miller for you guys and let him know Sounds to good. watch some Orange Orange Weekly with us. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll tailgate together. So I'm mm-hmm. obviously in the 500s, um, yeah. which is fine. You can still see quite a bit from the 500s. They're good seats, though. Um, hey, there's not a bad seat in, in, in at Mile High. The what? There's not a bad seat at Mile High. No, there's not. Definitely not. Um, okay, so I think the last question I kind of have for you, um, you know, leaving this 
this preseason behind us looking forward. Is there anything that you still have questions about, um, whether it's players or, you know, yeah. different parts of the team or what? Yeah, and we can talk about the cutdowns that we had yesterday. Yeah. Um, we talked a, a bunch about that uh, in our show yesterday, of course, on Tuesday nights. Um, a lot of interesting moves that happened yesterday and a lot of interesting moves that happened today that today, kind, of, yeah. kind of counteracted what we did yesterday. I thought it was very interesting to see guys like, you know, uh, Shamar Steven. I was surprised when he was cut and then all of a sudden they resigned him today. I didn't quite understand unless there's some sort of financial reason to do something like that. Right. Um, I think they brought him back once, once they set the IR, the guys on IR, the, the boon and, and, uh, and OJ Moutier, I think mm-hmm. that would open up the spots to bring him back. Um, you know, so, so I thought that was an interesting move. And then, so I don't know if you want to talk about Royce Freeman right now, what happened there. Yeah, go for it. Um, just the, the surprise cut today. I yep. mean, Royce Freeman is playing really well this preseason. I think a, a lot of people kind of counted him out. And then we had that injury uh, to Boone. And, and so it looked like he was going to be the solid number three number four running back going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then out of nowhere, he got cut. To, I mean, he made the team yesterday and they got cut today. They signed um, the Ravens backup running back, Nate Mc, uh, McCrary. So he's yep. now a Bronco taking Royce Freeman's spot. So the only justification for that is they just, they must've graded him better um, than Royce Freeman. And, and look, I think both of these guys, once Boone comes back, they're probably the ones that are getting cut to, to make room for him. Yeah. So I, don't oh, think yeah. Royce, I don't think Royce Freeman was going to be in the long-term plan regardless. So after week three, he's probably gone anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, a surprising move to say the least. And for a guy like, I, I don't know much about McCrary <laughs> coming into today. I don't right. watch any, any of his highlights. Um, so, so that was an interesting move today. And then right now we're sitting at five wide receivers. So something's going to change there. So, we, yep we're going to get at least one more person. So it'll be interesting to see. We did bring back Seth Williams, Mm -hmm. Tyree Cleveland, Kendall Hinton on the practice squad. So those guys are available to be called up, but I'd imagine there's going to be one or two more moves at at wide receiver to, to get us up to at least six. Cause in the last two seasons, we we started the season with seven wide receivers last year and six the year before. So going in with five, although they are very solid, Still, one of those fives is our return specialist, specialist in uh, Deontay Spencer, and yeah, he just does not. I mean, he's great as a returner. Don't get me wrong; I think he deserves to be on the team. I didn't see a better uh, replacement for him in, in right. the preseason. I know people were saying, "Well, Benson could have done it." Tyree Cleveland—they just didn't. They, they, they didn't. You, they didn't wow me at all to say that right. we shouldn't keep Deontay Spencer. So. All that to say, though, is, I mean, are we going to be throwing him out there on the offense? Uh, probably not very much unless it's an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there's going to be one, I'd say, at least one more wide receiver that's coming into the fold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, on the other note, we did keep the streak alive and, and had an undrafted rookie make the team again. And I think we've yep. done it 18 out of the last, last 19 years or 17 yeah. out of the last 18 years, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it was a guy that I was, I was, I knew he was on the border of was he going to make it, was he not? In, in Andre Mintz, and mm-hmm. I think his week one of the preseason, he is when we saw the most of him, and and he kind of, I was very impressed from what I saw from him. So I was really happy to see that he made it, although he will be our number five um, 
outside linebacker kind of our edge rusher. So sure. You know, we'll see. Maybe he's one of those guys that has to make way to, to get another wide receiver on on because again, it's another position where like the last couple of years we haven't had five at that position. We've had four. So right. That does show though how much faith they have in him and how much they liked him. Right. Um, and that hey, he probably would have gotten picked up if we had sent him yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. Um which we, we saw that with uh, another guy. Who did who else did we cut today besides um, Royce Freeman? There was one more. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up. Oh, here. it was Jonathan Harris. Okay, that's right. Yeah, so he was cut, and that one surprised me too because we essentially took him out and put Shamar St- Stevens in. <laughs> uh, so I, the only thing I can figure is maybe. They wanted the first round of waivers to go by so that they could pick up Jonathan Harris on the practice squad. I don't, I don't know because we know. do still have two, two slots available on our practice squad. Um, if I saw that, yeah, I saw that we signed fourteen. Yeah. Um, so maybe they're hoping that there's a better chance he'll clear through waivers tomorrow. Um, right. I, maybe that, maybe that was a strategy. I don't know because um, I was surprised that he made the team over Steven. Uh, and then they kind of reverse that today. So right, <laughs> a, little, right. a lot of flip-flopping in the last 24 hours, but, uh, but that's okay. Um, and then the, the two injuries, Oja Midier and Mike Boone, um, that, yep. that created the, the other space. So we brought in uh, not only McCreary, the running back, but also Mike Ford yep. uh, to be our – What's that? From Detroit, yeah. Yep. So he's, he's essentially our number six cornerback, I believe, at the moment. I think again, once OJ's back, he's probably the one that's going to be gone. I would imagine, unless they they get rid of the the rookie Kerry Vincent to make way for for OJ. Um, sure, we'll see. We'll come back to that in week three or four. Yeah, yeah, we'll they're playing. That's going to be the big question mark, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and those guys are going to be special teams guys for the most part. Um, and look, we made a trade for Jonas Griffith in the last twenty four hours. Um, purely for special teams. They were not happy with what they saw in the preseason on special teams. So this was one more guy to kind of shore up our special teams unit that look in the past, we've given up big, big returns. Um, and it's yep. one of the frustrating things when it happens and it happens every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were all surprised when, uh, when our special teams coordinator was back this year. And like we talked about yesterday, you know, his job's on the line, just like Fangio's and Fangio's is on the line for keeping them. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the special teams unit looks like. Um, yeah, there's something to be said about consistency and, and bringing back people for consistency's sake. But when you're not only the 32nd ranked special teams, but there's a huge gap between 31 and 32, and that's with a kicker like McManus, and yeah. you're still that bad across the board everywhere else. Um no, I mean, uh, if I have to point to one, I'm going to go ahead and call it failure from this offseason. Uh, and one thing that I'm still worried about because I haven't seen really, I mean, again, it's preseason, but haven't seen much improvement on um, is special teams, you know, and you let them let the other team return the ball to the 40, 50 yard line you know, and getting 30 yard returns, 40 yard returns. Um, I mean, that's going to kill you. That is going to kill you in these close games that we're talking about potentially being in. Um, so, you know, did we, and in some of these press conferences lately, we're hearing McManus or sorry, uh, coach Fangio, sorry, 
talking or being asked about special teams and talking about special teams and how he's disappointed in it. It has been, um, but nothing's been done about it. Right. So it's like, well, you know, you're, you're the one who had the power to do something about it, dude. <laughs> right. Right. The one thing I can hope is that because we have better depth, that means those depth players are the ones that are going to be out there on special teams. And they had a big focus in the draft to get athletic guys that are going to, if they're not going to be starters week one, they're going to be, out there playing on special teams. So, yep. I mean, that might be the one area where we say, oh, well, it's just preseason and we're going to wait till the regular season to see how yep. it kind of shores out. So, but look, they, they made a move because they were worried about it still. So, yep. yeah, that's the one area that I think we're, we're more concerned than others. Uh, yeah. Least. Okay. But hey, we do have, back to your point, we do have McManus and he is just clutch. Um, for whatever reason, Denver attracts really good kickers. I don't know what, yeah, I think it's the altitude. They must just want to kick at the higher altitude. They but, must uh, have I, their I'll chance at breaking whatever. records, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but it's always like no name guys, like when McManus came out of nowhere, uh, he did Prater. and then we turn them into you know all star guys and they get picked up in our, yep, you know, staples in other teams. But, um, yeah, <laughs> McManus is he, he's just rock solid. Um, He's he made he, I mean, think he, I think he was. I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth here, but on those 50 plus yard kicks last year, he was one of the best in the NFL. Yeah, um, he was. It seemed like he could actually kick those better than those 30, 40 yard kicks. For right. Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we were uh, we were giving him more opportunities with the long kicks than the short ones last year right. with our offense. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he is only kicking extra points this year and his point total actually goes down because we're getting a lot more touchdowns. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, I'm excited though. And I, when I say that, you know, um, in previous years, it's been like excited that, you know, just football is back. I'm excited. Football is back. I'm excited this year because there's honest potential on this team. You know, this team can beat Kansas city, you know, um, and that's what we're going for, you know, to at least beat them once this year. Yeah. Um, I'd say if we play consistently and we end up beating Kansas City once, yeah, we are for sure getting a wild card slot, you know, and that's kind of where we're at in this team. Um, you know, Raymond from the Ragers podcast, part of Orange Weekly, um, you know, his hypothesis I think is is very solid, you know, um, really kind of showcasing this team and building it to a team that, um, either does make the playoffs or just barely doesn't, you know, based off of, you know, how the other team's records fall and whatnot. Um, but using that to entice a quarterback, you know, yeah. come to Denver, you know, like, look, look what we can do with, sorry, you know, not to sound rude, but look what we can do with just Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. You know, can you imagine what we could do with this, the talent on this team? and the type of fan base we have, can you imagine what you can do with this team? Uh, whoever, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't want to say names because again, it just, I think we all know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe a, a green Bay quarterback. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, but Something for example, yeah, maybe somebody from Seattle. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, look at Look at this team. Like, look, look what you can do with this team. Can you imagine how well we would have done with you at the helm? Yeah. Like this isn't a barely making the playoffs team with you here. This is a Super Bowl caliber team with you here. Yeah. You know, well, those guys and, they make they can make pretty much every team a Super Bowl caliber. Yeah, team. but when you All have the, own, the defense you, to yeah. back it up, yeah, 
Well, yeah, yeah. no, of course. And, and Denver is, I, I think everyone knows that our roster is very stacked and it's going to come down to quarterback play. That's going to decide pretty much our season, I think. Yeah. Um, but to that point, there's nothing to say that Bridgewater doesn't go out there and just absolutely destroy it either. That's and true. He's only 28 years old. So don't be surprised <laughs> if he is our quarterback going forward too. If, if he does super well this year, obviously. Right. I wouldn't say like count him out and say, you know, obviously, I, I mean, I think Locke's by not winning this battle, his time in Denver has to be pretty much coming to an end, right? Like, it's going to be hard to justify really? resigning him, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to be, if, if Bridgewater is average or we know that we can do better at that position, yeah, maybe we're looking at another quarterback for week one of 2022. But we'll be talking about that definitely throughout the season and, and yep. looking at quarterback play, obviously. Yeah. It's good to be back, though, man. I tell you what. Yes, it is. So, do you want to talk about about that uh, that first week matchup with the Giants? Just touch on that for a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, again, remember, everybody, uh, Tuesday nights, Bourbon Broncos, no BS, uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, Check us out. We're, you know, our whole thing here at Orange Weekly is being interactive with our viewers. So we're going to talk with you and answer your questions and respond to your comments. We're not going to be talking at you like what you're going to see from some of the bigger uh, shows uh, that maybe just don't do that. (laughs) We do. So come on over and we'll uh, love to hear from you and what your thoughts and comments are. Um, We also are going to start up some of our other content. You like the Monday night uh, Orange Weekly After Dark. It usually starts around 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, we also got a pregame podcast that's going to start coming out next week um, on all, you know, wherever you're listening to this now, it's going to be the same place. Uh, also check out the Ragers podcast. Uh, Ray does a great job with uh, breaking down what the, the betting lines are for the upcoming games and, you know, really explaining to you what bets he's taking and what bets he's not taking. It's not just, oh, I'm a Broncos fan. So I think that I'm going to take this bet for Teddy Bridgewater throwing for a thousand yards this game, you know, like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. Right. Uh, <laughs> really smart about the bets he takes. I think uh, over the past uh, each year in the past few years, you know, he's won more than he's lost. Um, and so it's kind of a, a really cool pregame feel to it as well. Uh, as he breaks down kind of what, what Vegas is seeing, what he's seeing uh, and helps explain why he's taking those bets. So make sure you check out the, the Ragers podcast as well. Um, so all that's going to be leading into the Giants game uh, next week, which again is uh, September 12th, 2.25 PM. Uh, John, to be honest with you, um, it's going to be messy. It's going to be a sloppy, sloppy game on both sides. Um, but I think bottom line, it's going to come down to our defense going out there and playing well. And that's going to be what, uh, ultimately gets us a, a W. I, I, I think that this is going to – I hope that this is us destroying the Giants week one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not scared of the Giants one bit. No, um, you shouldn't be. And I hope that they don't make me eat my words, but I expect this to be an easier victory for us, and that's not something that we get to say a lot with the Broncos. Um, <laughs> so hopefully it's not just those orange glasses that we're all wearing that are, are skewing yeah. our thoughts. But, look, I mean, they're – it's Daniel Jones. I'm not scared of him at, at quarterback. Yes, he could have a good breakout year. Of course, it is possible. It's week one. And who knows what could happen? Um, and they do have certainly have good wide receivers, but look, our defense is going to – they can mm-hmm. cover these guys at least. Um, uh, yeah. And then Saquon Barkley is the one guy on that team that will scare you for sure. And I haven't heard official news yet, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to play that game. If he does, 
even if he does, he's going to be on a snap count coming off that injury. Yeah. Um, so that is the one area that we'll see, you know, how much Saquon, if we see him at all. Right. So uh, that, that's the one concerning area. And then, you know, on offense, I, I don't know much about the Giants defense. Is there, is there something there to be worried about? Do they have a defense? Yeah, I don't <laughs> the Giants. I, yeah. <laughs> <I'm not worried. laughs> um, so, yeah, luckily we get to play both New York teams this year. And, again, one is one of the easiest, if not the easiest, on-paper schedule, which mm-hmm. means very little because we know every year that change, that teams that were the first, like the Jaguars this year, you know, I, I don't expect that they're going to have the first pick in next year's draft. Maybe they will, but uh, they're going to be better, I think. Sure. Um, so. I mean, thinking about it, I mean, we went from having like the fifth hardest schedule last year to now having the sixth, e- the easiest yeah. schedule. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, again, that's based off of how teams did last year and that changes based off the draft players and all stuff, but that's still a big swing, you know, yeah. like that's and saying that they still, were, but to say that we have the six easiest schedules kind of crazy and see when we play in the AFC West with yep. two teams that will very likely get 10 wins. Um, yep which we think it's going to be us this year, but the, the Chargers are definitely capable of it. I think the one team no one's scared, scared about in our division is the Raiders, of course. But Oh, God, no. And we've never been really scared of the Raiders, even when they won the Super Bowl, as Broncos stand, So I mean, I'm not afraid of Kansas City. So I'm just kidding. That's, yeah. I God, Can we just beat them for the love of God? You know, I think we, we all were just optimistic. beat them? We were all optimistic last season. We're like, we're going to at least win one of these games. And then that first game... Oh, that was painful. We were just like, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> there goes that season. <laughs> God, yeah. But uh, well, and uh, I'm taking my uh, one of my best friends from high school. Who and uh, I don't know how we're best friends. She's a Chiefs fan. Um, I'm taking her to the game on January 9th. So I figured that'd be a good Christmas slash birthday present for. Her, and uh, I, I'd be okay if we beat them um, in Denver there. So. Yeah, that'd be a good way to, to end, the season. Last end of the season, right? Is that the last, is that oh, last? we got the last three games in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs. Okay. I was, for some reason, thinking that the Chiefs game was second to the last game. No, that's Raiders. the last. Um, yeah, what a way to end it, huh? <laughs> With the Chiefs. So that'll be fun. Um, you know, and, and hopefully that's a meaningful game. And I think we yeah. think it will be. Hopefully we're not having – the December and January where we're playing for nothing. Um, right. Except for jobs, essentially, at that point. Which, yeah. if that's the situation we're in. They're probably not going to have their jobs. Yeah, <laughs> at least as far as the coaching staff goes, not going to be looking good for them. But, again, yeah. no reason to be negative at this point. Like, it should be all optimism going into the this Oh, season. yeah. Oh, yeah. So and we never say that either, fun. right? We, we never feel good at this point in the year, right? We always. <laughs> when I feel good at this point in the year. Before it's it's because I'm like I said I'm just happy that football's back. Now I feel good because football's back, and we have a solid team, and we have a pretty dang good schedule. Um, you know, especially the first few games here that we can use, and we're just coming off of going three and zero in the preseason, yeah. where we didn't give up a touchdown. So like, there's like actual good things to feel good about right now. You know, other than just like oh, I miss the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everyone's zero and zero, and everyone has a chance, and then right. And then week one happens. I was like, oh, we're no. Oh. All right. When are we picking in the draft? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. But uh, no, it should be all optimism, and um, we're gonna. It's gonna be a good year. We all have confidence in that. Perfect. Cool, man. Well, any closing thoughts? 
not really. I think we covered everything today. I'm excited to see what, what our team looks like, what um, the young guys are going to do. Hopefully we have a lot of breakout players this year. Um, we have the playmakers to have breakout seasons, so there's no reason not to expect that. And, um, yeah, let's just see what happens week one. I know it's, what, 11 days away, 10 days away. So 10 days away. That's going to be a long 10 days to, to have to wait. So it'll be yep. rough. I'm going to have to get my, my golf game up for that time, I guess. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> like how in the next 10 days, Kevin. Oh, geez. Uh, figure something out, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like how we uh, boil down all of the offseason and preseason into uh, 51 minutes here. Uh, going to 52 minutes. I wish that it actually felt that short as we're going through it in real time, but uh, it's like, wait, that's all that happened? Man, offseason sucks. <laughs> well, somehow we've been able to create a lot of content in the last what, four weeks, uh, also taking an hour each time. So if you want to keep going for another three, four, five hours, we certainly oh, I'm can. Down. I got nothing <laughs> going on tonight. Let's do it. Okay, in hour two of the uh, <laughs> yeah. post preseason offseason podcast. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we'll leave you all with that one. So, yeah. Well, John, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Uh, we're all going to um, see you again on Tuesday night um, and check for the pre uh, the pregame podcast. That's going to be start, uh, start coming back out. Make sure you check out our website, uh, Bourbon Broncos, uh, sorry, broncosorangeweekly.com for the latest podcast, latest uh, live show episode. Uh, articles, some about us info, whatever else you want to know. We got it there. Um, and man, it's go time. It is go time. So it is. It is. Cool. we'll be saying that in 10 days as well, but yes, <laughs> exactly. it'll be go time from then until <laughs> kickoff. Right. <laughs> cool, man. Well, Hey, thanks a lot, but uh, I think we'll just send it as always on a very strong go Broncos. Go Broncos. Take care, everyone. Oh.